Hello guys, I'm Anto. Welcome back to my podcast. Today we'll be discussing something quite interesting. We'll be talking about faith and we'll be looking at some very interesting stories in the Bible. Have you ever wondered as a Christian or as an as somebody that's just observing why some people hear and listen to somebody preach to them about Jesus and some people believe it some people don't believe it and there are always very different varying responses to the person of Jesus and we not only see this in our time now we see it even in the time when Jesus walked the earth where he goes to a certain place some people receive him some people don't and there are all these varying responses to his message and his preachings and all that and have you ever wondered why the different responses okay we'll be talking about that briefly today and we'll be linking that up with faith so today we'll look at uh, a bible verse we'll look at the book of matthew matthew chapter 9 Matthew chapter 9 verse 27 read through 35 and we'll take some examples in this story we're going to see two different stories and we're going to bring out some things from there but let's just read and when Jesus departed thence two blind men followed him crying saying thou son of David have mercy on us and when he came into the house the blind men came to him and Jesus said unto them believe ye that I am able to do this they said unto him yea Lord then he touched their eyes saying according to your faith be it unto you and their eyes were opened and Jesus strictly charged them saying see that no man know it but they but they when they were departed spread abroad his fame in all that country and as they went out, behold, they brought to him a dumb man possessed with a devil. And when the devil was cast out, the dumb spake, and the multitudes marveled, saying, It was never so seen in Israel. But the Pharisees said, He casted out devils through the prince of the devils. The Lord bless the reason of his word. Okay, verse 35. And Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. Amen. Okay, so we'll do a very deep study into what we just read now. Let me focus our minds a little bit. We see a story of two healings taking place. Two blind men and a, and a blind and dumb man. Two blind men rushing to Jesus, telling him to heal them. Then a a blind and dumb man was brought to him and he healed them too but we'll take the story gradually and we'll check out some responses and i said i talked about people responding to jesus in different ways so we'll be looking at that now he said when jesus departed two blind men followed him crying saying thou son of david have mercy on us thou son of david I know that's a common thing you hear. Oh, Jesus, the son of David, the root of JC, blah, blah, blah. But these men were not just calling Jesus son of David for calling's sake. That title owes a very deep meaning. 
the son of David, if you if you go back to uh, Matthew, Matthew, the very first line, the very first sentence in the book of Matthew, Matthew chapter 1, just quickly put your hand on where we are and go to Matthew and check it. The book of the generation of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Mm, big deal. So that's definitely not the first, this is not the first time you're hearing that you might have heard that severely. But what does that mean? The son of David is actually a title. These men are Jews. They've grown in the Jewish uh, history, in the Jewish story, and they've been taught about a promised son of David that has been prophesied that will come and bring about God's kingdom, God's justice, and God's reign over Israel and over the nations of the world. So this men actually recognize who Jesus is. These are actually the first people to recognize Jesus' messianic identity. You know, in developing story, that title, that son of David actually means the Messiah. You can actually say the Messiah instead of the son of David is the promised Messiah, the, the promised Christ. So these blind men are actually the first people to recognize Jesus's messianic identity and it's weird and they cried out saying thou son of David have mercy on us first response and he healed them he asked them some kind of questions and he healed them and we see another set of response there and that's the crowd let's look at um, verse when he healed the, the dumb man, the blind and dumb man that was possessed by a spiritual evil or a devil or something like that. And when the devil was cast out, the dumb speak, and the multitudes marveled, saying, Never was never so seen in Israel. So we have the first response of the blind men. When they know that Jesus is around, when he's amongst them, they keep shouting, Son of David, have mercy on us. They recognize Jesus' identity, his true identity as the promised king from the line of David that will save uh, the Israel and the world. And we have the crowds. And what's their response? The crowds, the crowd, they are amazed. They are amazed by what Jesus is doing. And their amazement is captured with their words saying, they said, nothing like this has ever been seen. In other verses, in other translations, in other references, you see them also referring to the son of David. That is this not the son of David? It's not like they see Jesus for who he really is, but they recognize that there's there's no category for Jesus. What he's doing doesn't fit any categories they've seen before. There's no one uh, that was born blind and then received this sight in the old history of. Uh, the Jews. There have been people that became blind, then received their eyesight before, but somebody that was born blind, broken eyes from birth, then receiving the sight, it has never happened before, and they were just amazed because they knew the man. And they had this openness, and is remaking everything they thought and knew was possible. Interestingly, we have another set of people with a whole different response. And the Pharisees they are like the Bible teachers they're like the leaders because the Jews they, they, they mix their faith with their politics so these guys were in charge of both the synagogue and, and the politics of the land and 
they are in let's look at their response in verse 34 says but the pharisees said he casted out devils through the prince of devils whoa what chill 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 what's happening here this is very interesting so we see the same event happen but different responses the crowd the blind men and the pharisees the blind men are saying oh this is the messiah come save us the crowd are like wow this is possibly the messiah he's doing things we've never seen before the pharisees are like no this guy is working as a a agent of the devil now let's let's take a look at their response can they deny that jesus just healed this man no they cannot deny that jesus is in this man because Jesus is powerful they could clearly see him heal the man but they immediately concluded that jesus must be evil evil why did they conclude that contrast to the blind man and the crowd they concluded that jesus was evil because they felt they knew the god of israel they are the bible teachers they are the leaders and jesus doesn't fit any of the categories or everything they know about the god of israel so definitely is evil and they claim that he's not just evil he's a false teacher he's leading the people astray and this is not the first time we've seen them actually confront jesus there was a there was a time in the temple where jesus just went and scattered everything and accused them of being rebels so they really had him in mind and they conclude here that jesus is evil so we see the same event happen but three different responses and these responses are the things we're going to talk about today and we we will categorize them as this uh we have the open mind we can say we have the open mind of the blind they are hoping oh the messiah is here we have the blown minds of the crowd whoa this guy is doing amazing things it is possible he is the messiah and we have the closed minds of the pharisee no we know who the messiah is we know what the messiah is supposed to be like we know god we know everything about the messiah god and how he's going to come and all that and jesus is not it he is evil he's definitely doing all these things through the power of evil the closed minds of the pharisees so what sets them apart what sets the 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 positive response from the negative response and we see that in, in in the discussion because the discussion jesus had with the blind he says do you believe that i can do this and they said yes and said according to your faith and jesus talks about faith and this is not the first time we see jesus talk about faith every time that people have a breakthrough situation with jesus christ they always end up talking about faith is it about the centurion the woman with the issue of blood the lame man and his friends that brought him from the roof the disciples on the boat so faith is a big deal faith is like the most one of the most common words in our, in a christian faith in our christian you see i'm using the word again in our christian walk you can't be a christian and not know that word and not use that word and that word is a vital vital big word so what is faith this story will give us a, a robust definition of what faith should look like but before we go into what faith is let us look at what faith is not what faith is not and clearly we can see that 
faith is not having a closed mind the pharisees concluding who god is what the world is like and jesus doesn't fit their category whatever faith is it is the opposite of thinking you already know everything you need to know about god and our world and we see that this marked the, the pharisees it's not you just oh i ran everything this guy is now is not it we know so faith is about a commitment to openness to jesus and being open in general openness to new ideas new ways of thinking about myself about god about other people it's just you being open to ideas faith is trust in a relationship you make yourself open you make yourself vulnerable to someone relying on them that's what faith is so the crowds are open to Jesus the blind men are open to Jesus the crowds they're not sure they've heard some reports he's healing people should we believe him he's been healing other people maybe he can heal us nothing like this has ever happened the blind man, bond blind has ever seen. So somewhere in their minds, they are thinking maybe this world is a kind of place where this Jesus is the Messiah and he can heal and transform us. That is a very hopeful, open-minded view of the world and God. A view that because of Jesus, there's possibilities in the world that I haven't even imagined. That's faith. It requires an open mind to follow Jesus. Is it the story of the cross? A dead Jewish man dying, rising up for me. He's still alive, his presence, his power is still now, he's, he's building community of people. That requires an open mind for you to believe it. You, you never knew people could die and rise up again. You have to create a space for that in your mind. That, okay, this is possible through Jesus Christ faith is following Jesus' teaching what it means to be a human it requires an open mind and that means you can't just assume you already know everything you have to allow Jesus to redefine things for you faith requires an open mind your habits your patterns patterns we're used to Jesus comes in and says oh no that's screwed up this is a new way. Faith requires an open mind. So how do you know what response you are and keep yourself in a place of trust and open-mindedness to Jesus? Following him. Are you following him? Do you believe who he is? His teaching? Your actions. Look at the actions of uh the blind men, the people that brought the lame man. That's faith. They didn't just think in their mind, oh, it's not just a mental activity. It's about what you do. Are you ready to come under this person's authority? Are you ready to declare this person as Savior, as Lord? Do you believe? That's faith.
and sometimes we pray and as Christians oh we, we sometimes mix up the meaning of faith or mis- misinterpret what it means the level of trust in Jesus is not always about you remember that everything is supposed to point to Jesus and Jesus doesn't force things on people so you have to believe look at let's look at let's go back and look at um, this conversation about faith in verse 28 they said when he came into the house the blind man came to him and said unto them believe ye that I am able to do this they said unto him yeah Lord and they touched their eyes saying according to your faith be it unto you and their eyes were opened and Jesus strictly charged them saying see that no man know according to your faith be it known unto you I know we can misinterpret this I mean oh according to my faith in other places in the Bible it says uh, if if you have faith and you ask anything of my father he will do it unto you something like that and we're like okay i need a level of faith i need uh, i must do some things and when i get to a certain level then jesus christ and i say okay you have enough faith now let me help you no it's not really th- like that it's about you just being hoping and you totally trusting and and surrendering yourself to jesus christ Jesus meets people precisely at their point and level of trust. That is why he couldn't do much for the Pharisees. He could do so much for people that believe and trust in him. But for those that didn't trust in him, he couldn't do anything for them because, not because he hated them, but because they didn't have any trust in him. Same thing happened when he went to his hometown, Nazareth, and people were like, oh, this is not just his son. He couldn't do much there because they didn't trust in him. So, you get so much all these miracles and everything that is happening now it happens because of how much trust you have in jesus jesus honors people's choices it doesn't it doesn't force people to believe if you don't want to be saved jesus will force you but when you come with him to him with a deep sense of surrender he will respond he will meet you at that point Jesus played his part. He didn't wait for us. He came. He preached the gospel. He preached the kingdom of God. He lived for us. He died for us. He was raised for us. His power and his presence is available for us. What are you going to do about it? It's available. Do you trust him? Will you respond? What will be your response? It doesn't matter what you've known. And I'm talking to people that don't really believe in Jesus Christ now you've been taught several things are you going to approach Jesus on your own terms are you going to have an open mind and see is this Jesus really true you can move from the stage of the crowd to the blind man and really experience the power and the truth that is in Jesus Christ you have to let Jesus teach you you have to let Jesus talk to you I urge you to know where you stand and move to the appropriate place where you can really enjoy the power and the presence of Jesus. As Christians, as new believers, as unbelievers, you need to surrender to Jesus Christ completely and He will respond to you. I hope you've been blessed.
Heavenly Father, I pray for everyone out there that is confused about who you are or that is asking questions about who you are, that you, Lord, will visit them in dreams, you visit them in your word, you visit them through people, that people will have a full understanding of who you are and their faith will be made strong in you in Jesus' name. Amen.